0: Two three. All right, we back. Another episode. Oh, just speaking of the devil. Just so I have a pop in. Joe, what's good? What was good people's? Right, what's good, people You hopped good, in right dog? when we were starting. You said what? Say so you hopped in right when we were starting. Man, I'm psychic though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're going to intro it, man. Another episode R A O P Interview Artist series, man. So usually we do this shit like in studio, but we got a guest that's all the way in fucking Ohio. So Cincinnati, Ohio to be exact. Yeah. Man, to, talk to, that to, shit.
1: yeah Cincinnati, Ohio to be exact the east side. We in the hideout
0: right now. We had to dust off that stream yard account. Haven't used this shit in like I don't know how long. Had to pay that twenty-five dollars real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Chloe, I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Uh yeah, it's me, Chloe Hotline, Big Chloe, Drench CEO, uh, the baddest bitch in Hamilton County. You know what I'm saying? Chloe 2700, all that
0: shit. They know. Oh, yeah, got all kind of nicknames. <laughs> oh, I'm <silly. laughs> Hey, but they they hard.
2: I ain't gonna say.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always make sure my shit got a ring
0: to it though. All right. So, yeah, we always ask, so I guess, usually we interview uh, Jacksonville artists, obviously United You all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. Once again, what part of Cincinnati, Ohio are you from and how was it growing up in Cincinnati? So, so pretty much when I was like, I pretty much been
1: on the east side of this town my whole life pretty much because like I was born when I was born. We lived in apartments that was like literally 10 minutes up the street. Then we moved to a house in norwood when i was like three and then we finally moved to where i'm at now but growing i'm growing up on the east side pleasant Ridge to be exact the edge of pleasant Ridge. because i don't want nobody i don't want nobody to get confused like i don't live i'm not from down there by the coffee shops and the breweries and all that but (laughs) but um
0: let me be clear you're from the (laughs) gulog nah
1: not even that not even that but it's like growing up here my experience is like i have both my parents so any dumb shit that i chose to get into was me doing that on my own you know but like a lot of kids like really though unless you like living in a suburb 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 it's not all the way secure like pleasant ridge like yeah i got white neighbors or whatever or whatever may have you but <laughs> every summer every summer is always some crazy shit going on here, like somebody crashing a motorcycle into the corner store, somebody getting shot up, like somebody just got shot right. I'm not even gonna talk about that. But yeah, shit is weird oh, out yeah. here because it's like it's like it's like a suburban area technically. But like, oh. it's a lot of black people and it just got worse over time. It's a lot of black people, less white people, you mm. know what I'm saying? But it's just got worse over time. That's why I'm trying to relocate low key like. Yeah, I'm get the fuck get out, out of there! Because I know with my name growing, up, I'm like, "Oh, you from over
0: there?" And it's, "Yeah, nah." Yeah, get up out the hood as quick as you can. But you about to blow up, Chloe I'm fucking with the I'm fucking with the uh Kinfolk Project heavy to be honest. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, um, let's let's since we was talking about your uh childhood and whatnot, let's just build upon that a little bit more. So, what exactly? inspired you to do music and what exactly was the first moment where you started doing music what inspired you to do music
1: um everybody in my family in my immediate family my siblings and everything they're like music heads so i can remember being three four years old sister having beyonce b-day album where the uh. Bow Wow Marion face off. My sister had the poster and that she used to scare Oh, me. that was a classic. That used to scare that poster used to scare the hell out of me when I was a kid. But like shit like that, my dad, my dad, he he was in Detroit, so I guess in the 90s they're listening to a lot of West Coast. Like I heard Tupac, Spice One, all type of shit growing up. But Damn. the thing that um the thing that made me want to make music is Two things I heard stronger by Kanye West for the first time, and I saw Lady Gaga on the VMA's 09, and I was like, Bruh, you could actually
0: do this? Like, you could do this? Like, what? So, well, hold on, hold on, time, time out, time out. I'm I have to be a freak bull here. Lady Gaga <laughs> 09 had a, had a fat ass, she had that ass. <laughs> Niggas, niggas, She niggas did have sleep. ass, but she was also
2: on stage with like big meat. ass dildos running them bitches around. I, I was don't like, think it was a that lot was going a Lady on. Lady Gaga.
0: That was. Uh, what I think, was think it
2: was. <laughs>
0: she had I the
1: meat. She had the meat dress. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because after that she was supposed to go on tour with Kanye, but that same <laughs> night, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. So, like I like to say, like that didn't happen, so Chloe hotline could happen all these years later, you know, gotcha,
0: also, another time, I'll tell avi is crazy, little meat free, <laughs> Hey,
2: I felt like this was fitting for today. <laughs> y'all little <love> meat,. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs>
2: Hey, I'm, I'm I'm pink gang today, man.
0: <laughs>
2: I feel you. I feel you. All
0: right, Joe, you got so uh, Chloe. Oh, my fault, Joe. Yeah, my
2: fault. Yeah, let me ask this, uh, Chloe. Uh, how often are people surprised when they hear that you do your production?
1: Um, honestly, like anybody that's a new listener, they like you produce all your shit too. I'm like, yeah. But it's kind of been that way. Me producing my own shit has kind of been that way since like 2019, I want to say. Because before I was Chloe Hotline, I had I had a different name. I'm pretty sure y'all were at a different names. I used to be an Eric Livestream. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I used to be Royal Linux. Aurora Linux, yeah. I used to be an Eric Livestream. You know, talking that shit. <laughs> but um. Yeah, but that was when I was like, that was when I was like thirteen, fourteen. But what happened was, I think one of my family members or something found my music, and at the time in school, I had straight Fs. So they was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Like, yeah, like, I, yeah. School was just not my thing. Like that ninth grade year, shit, straight up. I said, "Fuck it." I didn't even go to class that year. But that, but that year, ultimately, like 2017, 2018, that summer. That's when I fully became Chloe Hotline, and I was fully realizing like who I was as a person, and I had that time to think to myself because I was on fucking punishment. I was in my room all day, and shit. like I had time to think to myself and be like, okay, who am I? What do I need to do? And then it kind of just went from there. Chloe said,
2: "School ain't for bad bitches." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, so my ninth grade year, I went to this school called Wanna Hills, and like right next to it, it's a college campus for Xavier. Um, So you could literally like walk a straight line from the high school campus to the college campus. So me and Malik, shout out Malik, I'm going to talk more about Malik because we got some shit coming. But me and Malik, we used to meet in French class first bell and be like, you Want to go to school today? I'm like, nah, bro. We used to skip, we used to dip out. Our French teacher's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's them them times really, really molded me into the person I am.
0: That's what that sounds like me and Joe. Me and Joe ain't never go to school.
1: <laughs> skip every
0: day. But I can I
1: can remember vividly the first song I recorded. It was it was um, it was probably like December two thousand nine. I'm in my cousin's house in Dearborn, which is like on the outskirts of Detroit, and they playing the they playing the um, the uh, the Drake and Lil Wayne ignorant shit instrumental. Like my my older cousin is. My older cousin is the one that put got me hip to FL Studio artists. All
0: right, Chloe, let me let me correct you. Jay Z ignorance. shit. I don't look, want people look, get I, you up out of here. Hey, so let me go ahead and correct you now for the, for the real hip hop heads. Well,
1: look, actually, I'm gonna I'm just say I, I prefer I prefer the Drake version.
0: I'm not even a big Drake oh. People, me too, but, to be honest.
1: But yeah, he was playing that instrumental, and I'm like six years old at the time, so I'm sitting back, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to rap on this. Everybody's looking around like, you about to record? I'm like, yeah, that's what I came over here to do. I came over here to record. So I wouldn't take that motherfucker. Six years old. Mike about this had to lower the mic. Mike about this tall. I'm in that bitch flowing the whole time about nonsense. <laughs> about nonsense. But... At
2: six years old, you ain't got shit to rap about. So. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my thing.
1: Like... I and was it was about
2: cat scans and shit. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my and this whole was,
2: raps was terrible.
1: <laughs> and this was 2009, so I was definitely trying to. I was definitely trying to be on my on my on my young Wiz Khalifa. You know what I mean? Like, my cousin put me on to like Wiz, Currency, Lil B, all that shit. Like, even though I'm young, I come from like that blog era where y'all was really out mm. there doing shit. Like that's the era that I come from. Like, because I've been on the internet for yeah. so long, you know? Like I remember I remember tapes dropping. Like I remember <laughs> I remember the dat Piff countdowns. Like mm-hmm. they always they always had a countdown out for um Welcome to Guttaville 4 by Gutta Gutta. And it just <laughs> never came out. It just never came out.
2: Man, I used to hate seeing them gutta gutta promotions. Like, why <laughs> yeah, the fuck choose. are you promoting doo-doo?
0: Ain't. which is a clearly paid for bro
1: cool fact on the intro to instinct my last album i actually sampled gutter gutter
2: mm. for no reason <laughs> not <Nah, I'm bullshit. laughs> hey all right so me. my bad out ahead
0: so cool let me ask you a question so since you like way younger so um for example when i grew up in the internet age i didn't really Tap into the internet for real, for real, or like fully grasp internet until I like was like fifteen or so. What you smoking on, Joe?
2: Shit, I'm about to be smoking on that heat pack. <laughs> hey. Hey. hey That Jimmy Wait. Butler. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I might need. The, I might have to pull up to the studio and get some of that. <laughs> so Chloe, uh, so I I grew up around around time like the internet is like fifteen and up until now. So you pretty much were born in the internet age. Do you feel like you got an advantage music-wise than somebody like my age that would oh. make that probably would make it music?
1: Honestly, yeah, definitely. Cause whether it was good or bad, I was exposed to more shit. Like I learned how to use a computer when I was three years old. Like I was on there playing flash games, like type shit. Like mm. so I feel like just being involved in the internet, like <laughs> You'll see, you'll see some shit that'll make you go like, Ugh, but then you'll find some shit like a cool song or whatever that's like, oh okay. So, yeah. young, growing up, it was just balancing the good and the bad. Like I remember this one time, I was like eight. I think, I think my brother had downloaded a porn virus. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Don't I'm, shit, I'm
2: trying
1: to fuck
2: up your computer for real.
1: Right, I'm getting on there trying <laughs>
2: that
1: was to make the first COVID. <laughs> I'm getting literally. <laughs> really I'm getting on there this. trying to make beats. And all I see is like ebony videos pop up. I'm like, yo, what <coughs> I'm like, yo, what is going on? Babe? My dad, my dad, he's like, he's like a computer, like he really like knows his shit. So he'd be like, all right, turn the computer off, run that software, get this shit out there. Hey, good as new the next day. I, yeah, a nigga I feel-
2: like me would have been upset. I was like, Dad, take your ass to work. <laughs> Go build a house, nigga. <laughs> I was getting free porn sent to me.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <nah. laughs> yeah, I remember one time I was shook. I I went on some website and, like, the damn, the internet was off, but the pop-ups kept popping with porn. And I was like, oh, man. my I was like, man, my mom was like 10 minutes away. I had yeah. to become, like, a, a computer whiz in like in like seconds i was like i figured that shit out i got it off there but like <laughs> nigga my heart dropped because that shit was like that shit kept popping up i was like oh man she about to she about to send me to a military camp or some shit
2: <laughs> <laughs> nigga i got fucked up uh i was on one site that bit caught a virus so bad a hundred pop-ups i mean literally a hundred pop-ups just started shooting up one after another. You couldn't X them out fast enough. By the time you click one X, it was like five more pop-ups, right? I'm looking at this computer. Like, I got two options. Burn this motherfucker or, <laughs> you know, like, hey. the punishment. My mom came in. I just shut the monitor off. I was like, she ain't <laughs> going to know. She ain't going to know. My mama wiggled that mouse and said, what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> hey. But Joe, you lucky you had like three brothers that was around your age. Nah, that shit
2: ain't work. That shit ain't work. My older brother, that nigga five years older than me. And the fucked up part is that nigga stayed in Pensacola, so I couldn't blame shit on him. My younger brother, that nigga, you I mean, everyone knew he just ain't have no curiosity. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) I was on that bed looking at all the ass. My heart knew immediately. Joe, is this you looking at these big round asses? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yes ma'am well,
2: well my Ma, I went somewhere and Bill Clinton started talking and next thing I know it's a
0: thousand,
2: it's a thousand ass, ass shots
0: that's crazy Chloe did you miss that error? the whole Bill Clinton you downloaded songs? nah
1: cause look I got I got my first mp3 player and best believe I was on LimeWire I got hit with that a couple times I for sure got hit with that a couple of times.
0: They got hit with, you either got hit with the Bill Clinton or you got hit with the Soldier Boy. Oh, mm. yeah.
2: Boy, exactly. that Soldier Boy was actually kind of fire the first time I found it, though. That bit <laughs> came on like you were about to start rapping for real. That bitch said, you! Yeah. You just got got. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I,
0: got, I got um, bathing apes on time.
1: <laughs> and it's crazy a, because like that's I'm another like, thing. Like, hard. Hard. That was the my, first my um, commercial. <laughs> my older siblings, they was on Soldier Boy like early, early, like Bailey Names, like all that mm-hmm. shit, like Doodlehead, like all them songs. Yeah, Booty
0: Meat. Oh my yeah, God, bo- Booty Meat was, was
2: my shit. I used to cut that bitch on just randomly. <laughs> like, hey, I be in a crowd of women, let me just cut this volume up. Booty really. Meat.
1: Say that Booty Meat.
2: <laughs> and then I just take position, like, yes ma'am, my lap is open. For
0: business. <laughs> oh no! Did y'all used to just like watch like the random like when they used to like crank that Batman, crank that Soldier Boy? I watched YouTube?
2: every one of I them. All I used them to make shit. those videos.
1: I seen a... crank that Pee Wee Herman. No,
2: you
0: gotta I... send me that, <laughs> Chloe. You gotta send me that. I'm I am have to. I might have to look that up now. The I, I remember
1: it, the most. Uh, the ones I remember the most is crank that SpongeBob, uh, crank, crank that Yank.
2: I remember that. Oh, yeah. Crank that. The best one was Crank crank that Batman.
1: And this wasn't a crank that song, but T-Bag that hoe? Oh, man. Oh, I remember remember that. that. I remember that T-Bag that hoe. And it's crazy because, like, (laughs) years later, two of the dudes rapping on that song, like, they founded Travis Porter.
2: Wow. That's crazy. Hey, so real quick. My bad,
0: Oh, it's all good. I wasn't about to say nothing for real.
2: (laughs) I wanted to piggyback off of your last question. So you were talking about how Chloe grew up in the internet age and asked if there was an advantage. So one thing I did want to say is I do feel like you have an advantage in this regard, having grown up and, and, and tell me if I'm right. Uh, having grown up in the internet age, like we were at the birth of the internet, I feel like. So yeah, straight up. So we got to experience things at an advanced level compared to like our parents and and those before us but i feel like how old are you let me ask that first 19.
1: Shit. <laughs> hey some Nigga, people, that some made people me be feel like...
2: old as fuck
1: some people be thinking I'm, like, 30. Some people be thinking I'm, like, 25. That and that's And that's
2: another part of what I was going to say. So, two things. One, I think that, you know, having grown up in the internet era, it keeps you very abreast to, like, sudden changes and, and moving with the sound of music. I, I, I'd imagine, you know, from having listened to your music and, you know, following you online and such, <clears throat> you keep pretty... uh aware of, of new sounds, uh, new artists, things of that sort. I don't feel like our generation has it as easy in the sense of um, music coming to us, let me say.
1: I'm a, Okay, so I'm going to piggyback off that. Um, so, like, my generation, us finding music, you got to think about it. I'm 19. Apple Music, all that shit really started ramping up in like 2015-2016. I was in seventh grade, and so were a bunch of other kids who had iPhones. Hmm. So Apple Music and Spotify, that just became like the new shit. I mean, or SoundCloud, if you was really into that type of music, which I was at the time. Right. But yeah, I feel like I feel like they kind of target, they kind of target my generation, you know what I mean, when it comes to Spotify or whatever. Honestly, I'm gonna say some shit about Spotify because Spotify down bad for this shit. <laughs> it's so it's hard to get your song playlisted as an independent artist. You gotta write out a whole motherfucking paragraph of soliloquy and shit. Meanwhile, it's a motherfucker with a publishing deal and a label. They getting on that shit just off a of favor. You know what I mean? Like, Spotify been on bullshit, and they know that.
2: Well, see, really? I think that Spotify fucked up and marketing it like that. They market it as if anyone mm-hmm. can can be be selected, but they play it just like a radio or, or any media outlet, for that matter, in a the sense. Right. They run with who's they, hot. They take advantage of trends and things of that sort. Uh, it's not, like you said, you make a really good point. It's not as easy to get playlisted through Spotify. But I think that's also because independent artists have a lot less to leverage.
1: Look, that too. But I'm saying, though, you, here's, here's, here's where they're hypocritical. I get that, but you can't be advertising your playlist under my album, under my albums, if I'm not on any of them. Like, what the fuck? Like,
0: yeah, that they do be doing that, that shit, shit. lame as fuck. Shit
1: like, Spotify, Spotify don't even care about the music. It's more about the marketing. Yep. You know, they got all this type of, all these type of different Spotify green room shows and shit, motherfuckers on there chatting live and shit. And there's no help for the independent artists. And the payout rate is so garbage. <clears throat> I'm just like, man, buy a physical. Buy my shit on Bandcamp.
2: I'm actually surprised that SoundCloud didn't take advantage of these opportunities. You know, SoundCloud had the perfect platform when it came to independent artistry. I feel like Lil Uzi Bird, Russ, uh, artists like that really helped to propel that platform. And they they took a backseat after that. They didn't make any technical advances, any uh, innovations.
0: Look,
1: that's why I don't even upload it. I don't even upload to SoundCloud anymore because they don't even have two-step verification yet. This right. big artist getting their accounts hacked like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like I got I got a couple hundred followers on SoundCloud, but like another thing is like, I have a couple hundred I have a couple hundred followers or whatever when I post something, like only a couple of people see that shit. Like unless get yeah. gets a repost from a big artist, you know. Yeah. Like the game is fucked up for real. But no. I'm still making I'm still making. <laughs> I'm still making some of the best music out there right now. You know, it's not stopping me. You know what I mean? No push behind me. No special marketing. No deal. No nothing. It's just solely me doing all of this shit. Mixing, recording, the merch,
0: everything. So I will say this, Chloe. Definitely your music is like miles ahead of anybody. Mm -hmm. Like you do all your beats and shit. You do all your everything pretty much. You do your your recording and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. let me ask the. Uh, let me ask you this so do you think being a uh, transgender artist probably hinders your uh push a little bit you think some people give you like a pushback before they listen to your stuff
1: oh yeah definitely like i didn't go i didn't i didn't do did shows in the city and when they <clears> see <throat> me come in you know what i'm saying all dolled up and shit niggas get weird niggas start standing around like I'm like, I'm hmm. a, what the f-? like bro like we human at the end of the day we human you know what i mean like yeah, At, like it shouldn't. Like all that shit is stupid. Like, motherfuckers. Like it's it's a lot of ignorance that goes on. But it definitely, it definitely, it definitely hinders my push a little bit. But I will say this: there's white trans women who are in this industry who got deals and all kind of shit. Yeah, but there's not one single black trans woman who does. We know and they that knew, and, they, and look. I'm not even trying to. I'm not even trying to bash nobody. But the biggest. But the biggest one. The biggest one, her music is fucking ass, and she worked with a rapist. But we're not
0: gonna. <laughs> <Hey>. yeah, <laughs> I know exactly you're talking about. What you're talking about. <laughs> that's why. I'm that's lost. why.
1: That's why. Like I might take jabs at her or whatever because I'm saying you out here representing for the dolls, but you're not really pushing the standard. You're not pushing the line at all, and you're working with these old ass white boys producing your shit. Like come on, it's not even. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. You know what I'm saying? Come fuck with Chloe. You know what I mean? I got, I got good. <laughs> my shit like soul food. You know what I mean for your ears.
0: What do you think is gonna change the game?
1: Hey, somebody gotta let me through that motherfucking door. So <laughs> somebody gotta let me through. Cause I'm. I don't telling. think
2: you should be the first one. Here's why. I feel like the first black trans artist that comes out is going to be used as a prop. Now I feel like it'll be. Uh. uh, uh A situation to where they kind of like, and I, I hate to use this as a reference, but I feel like when they see a marketing opportunity, they take full advantage of it and they do it in the wrong way. Like Jack Harlow right now, to me, he's not being marketed in the right way at all. As a white rapper who has a, a bit of potential to really tap into like a black market like that and be mm-hmm. organically accepted, I feel like they're marketing him as a corny artist. I, I I fear that the first trans artist might be utilized in a sense that's like let's let's take advantage of every money grab we can we can get our hands onto. Do well, you have any thoughts on that?
1: Here's the thing, like. I feel like another I probably another reason why I probably won't be the first is because I'm not going for no bullshit. I'm standing right. on what the fuck I stand on. Like right. I'm not into it, I'm not into all the celebrity party and all that type of shit. Like that shit is cool for publicity, but at the end of the day, I make music. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> the, nah, I I'm, never
2: I'm, thought that I'd ever hear <laughs> that's cool for the pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, but nah, like that shit. Like I'm, they like a lot of people. A lot of people think, you know, they could just use me as a pro. Like, honestly, some I'm speak on. It was a certain artist who was supposed to be on Stunner, track two of my album. She came, picked me up from the crib. We hung out or whatever. We frolicked in the fields or whatever. White trans woman, right? I asked her. To, I asked her to feature on the album. She's like, cool. I'm down to do it. Must go by no response. I asked her about it literally like probably March, no response. And then she changed her number. So and and look, and look, and look, she got a publishing deal. She got all that shit. So a lot of industry people be funny acting. I'm just, I'm just saying that. And I'm not going for none of that. And -hmm. she's seen, and I know she's seen me talking about that. She's seen me talking about that, but she ain't never going, you know what I mean? Like they just,
2: yeah. I feel like that's 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 what I was alluding to in the sense that um, it would take someone very strong will to really make it a open lane for everyone else. I feel like Young Thug kind of tried to open that lane up when he was wearing dresses and and promoting the nails and things like that.
1: I'll say I'll I'll I'll, I'll say this. There's this artist, um, Mickey Blanco. Mickey Blanco was like a they were they were like early twenty early twenty tens like New York rapper, but they were queer or whatever, during queer or mm. whatever. And like, I feel like a lot of artists use Mickey Blanco as a prop because Mickey Blanco even wrote for Kanye. Like Mickey mm. Blanco wrote on the Tiana Taylor album, but they still don't have a push like that. You know, like yeah. they still don't have a push like that. So
0: yeah, I feel like every time I see like, because I know it's actually talking about. Every time I see him uh, presented, it's always dressed. It's like full male. But then when I you look at his IG, then he he's dressed how he's dressed. But then I'm like, every time I see him presented in like the mainstream, he's like full on. If you know what I mean, he's dressed, dressed yeah. like a full on male. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like <coughs> they pre- they presented in a certain way. Then when you go to his personal shit, then he's presented how he really is.
1: Yeah, that's 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 just it's a, it's a lot of funny shit going on. It's a lot of it's a lot of games that these people play. Like y'all said, a lot of these people be in them rooms, and I'm not going for none of that. I I have morals still, you know what I mean? <laughs> they be in to
2: get that in her clothes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shit. Hey, hey, Chloe? Yeah. Sure. Hey, Chloe, was that who you was talking about the uh the chick you was just talking about on the D Chloe" shit song? you nah, bars you'll bar somebody up on that's, that song. uh that's that's just that's just trans for uh
1: nikita dragon or whatever she do she do blackface she do blackface. oh
0: i know um, you talking. about is lame. chloe lame. get out of here dog i woke up like four in the morning i seen you tweet and i listened to that song i thought it's all like ten times in a row I'm like who the <laughs> fuck is chloe talking <laughs> about <laughs> Chloe, your
2: videos be hard as fuck. Like, I think that they fit the aesthetic of the songs and shit. Like, I think when I first heard Michigan is st- still like easily one of my favorite records by you. Um, the first time I heard that one, I probably ran that shit, no bullshit, for like a week straight. I think I remember texting M, like, yo, this Michigan record is hard as fuck. Yeah. That was
0: literally like,
1: that was literally me trying to be Gaga and Kanye in one record.
2: Nah, that you went crazy. I even <laughs> DM'd you about it. I was like, "Yo, Michigan is nuts. Like this shit is bananas."
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so, what is your process like as you're writing music? Are you stemming? Do you do you start by listening to your your inspirations? Do you start by, you know, hey, I have this idea. I want to write about this concept. I got this this topic or. What's your process like?
1: Well, my process mostly is like I'll be sitting there making the beat, and I'll be like, "Ooh, I want to put some shit over this." And oh, I don't you owe me a beat. I do, I do, I do. My <laughs> thought about that one, my thought about that one, my thought about that one. But um, yeah, yeah, it was like I said, yeah. But um, yeah, I just sit there, listen to the beat, and I don't write at all. Like I don't write any of my like this whole album. None of it was written. Like. That's why it's taking so long for me to get the lyrics up everywhere. Cause I gotta listen and type them shit out. But yeah. Nine times to- like I I stopped writing like a year ago probably. And that shit just made everything for me just more natural. Like the song uh the song uh, La Loba from the album. Mm-hmm. I know every little secret that you're keeping in my head, but my thoughts are about you fleet and woke up high. It's another damn weekend, like all of that shit just came out of the top of the dome because that's how I was living at a point in time. Like it was a point in time, like last last summer, last fall. Is I was starting to go out, you know what I'm saying? I was starting to be out in the town a little more, you know what I'm saying? I was going over to my homegirls' houses, have functions, performing at fashion shows, all type of shit, and. Like, I'm experiencing all this shit, and I'm just like, damn, like, I'm really, like, like, this is really, like, what being grown is like. Like, this shit is, like, weird and strange. So this whole album was kind of just me navigating through that and talking about those experiences. But I really don't, I don't write, I don't write, period. It's all punch-ins. I'll admit it. I If I, it's, it's either one long punch-in or a bunch of short, choppy ones. But I always try to make it sound smooth. Ain't nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, that's a new wave so let's talk about the Folk project real quick i like the uh, let me go over the songs i liked a lot um definitely 1-800-CHLOE mm-hmm. i love that uh that uh sample on there you did the ring ring oh, ring. Future.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey that they used to play that video on mtv2 every morning in fourth grade before i would go to school but <laughs> so that song is ingrained in my head for life me and,
0: me and joe just did an episode about uh rick ross rich forever on the patreon and that's what made yeah. me that's
1: what made me think about it too that's what made me think about it
0: Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna turn this shit to a pop song. What? Oh, like that song was that hook on that song was so good. I like he just put this shit like on a random mixtape and it just like let it just right. sing. I like the hook on this is so amazing. But I'm glad you sampled that. Um, yeah. Porcelain, the second half of porcelain was crazy. What's the sample on that? If you can remember,
1: um, Cassie King of Hearts. Okay. In the second half, and it's some sins. It's some sins that I played over it, but yeah, that's Cassie King of Hearts in the background and like a little drum break over it.
0: Okay, and also the, uh, another song I like was Stunner. I remember you had uh played that on the beginning of Dearborn. Mm, I remember, yeah, I was listening to Dearborn. I was like. I remember hearing the beginning, I was like, "Man, this shit hard." And then like <laughs> you just you just jumped on it and said, "I get this to y'all later," but you get yeah. it, it on tempo. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad like, you finally dropped that full song on us.
1: I've been I've si- been sitting on that song for like a year plus, honestly. Like that was one of the first songs I made for the project. But
0: what is, what is that? How do you pronounce that shit? Cause we ain't got those bugs. What's it called cicadas? What? Cicada season. That Man, was do cicadas Man, we, no, we, we
2: we damn sure got cicadas. We they just we don't do. Be out like that. Yeah, they I don't, don't be,
0: be saying them shit. They
2: don't be out like like. I
0: just uh, be I just be hearing people in the Midwest talk about them. Yeah,
1: yeah, for real. I mean, and that's another thing too. Like geographically, I mean, the crackers came up with the Midwest term, honestly, because Cincinnati is Cincinnati is a weird little place. This this niggas country out here, bro. (laughs) Yeah, ain't it like by Kentucky and shit? Mm -hmm. Look, I could literally, I could literally, like, you could go downtown Cincinnati and walk across the river and be in Kentucky like that like i've done that multiple times in my youth just because like i'm going to kentucky fuck it. <laughs> they got all the good liquor stores down there too <laughs>
0: All right, Chloe, you can't drink You're 19. Hey. So hey, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. hey. We're well, just going to stop it right there. You're not supposed to be drinking. So stop it right there. I'm not now. entertaining you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, y'all know it, y'all, baby. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I, know. I never I been know. a
0: drinker like
2: that. The first time I tried beer, I, I looked around the party. I was like, "Yo, this shit tastes like dishwater."
1: Like what the fuck wrong
0: hey, hey, Joe, I don't know if you remember this. I got like one of the most amazing memories ever. This <laughs> was when this was when Russell was living in Orlando. You remember how we used to just go randomly, just go to visit him? Yeah. So one day we, I remember, you remember that time we was there for like a week?
2: Yeah. <laughs> we were just in Orlando just for, a full, for like, a full week. Bro, for a
0: week. So one day, like, we was just out chilling. And, like, you had went to a liquor store and you had bought a big-ass bottle of Hypnotic and they let you buy it. And you was like <laughs> bro, you was like 17 or 18
1: or something.
0: And they let you buy. I'm like, bro, That's what's crazy. going on?
2: I don't remember that. That's crazy. I just
0: remember you came out with the biggest bottle of hypnotic I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> bro, I used to be a wild nigga. Like, why the fuck would I buy hypnotic?
0: Oh <laughs> no, like, you was tearing that shit off things. Nah, man. I, I
1: remember one time I was with Malik. We had some mad dog. We was on. We was on. Oh University. My god! We was on University. Of Not mad dog. Man, we was on. Oh, we, was tweet, um, tweet. we was. We was at UC campus. We was just chilling up there one day. I'm chilling out. I'm chilling at the homie spot. He drink it all. He like. Look, I take a little sip. He like. He drink it all. He like. Man, this is titty milk. He drink it all. Oh man. my god! Bro was wandering around the campus, man, the whole night. <laughs> he bought his ass in the Kroger. I was like, bro. Pit me up a sneakers, dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fucking wino looking like right there. Yeah, that yeah. shit. Uh uh-uh. uh never again. <laughs> Talk about your homie Malik, he be killing the tracks.
1: Man, Malik, big leak, man. That's 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 that's, that's real that's really my twin. Like, that's really my twin. Like and the fact that you know, like we come we come from we come from kind of different backgrounds, but we met we the first time we met was we went to this we went to this school, Pleasant Ridge, Montessori. It's like a Montessori elementary school. I started going there. In sixth grade year, he was the valedictorian. And he used to be in the plays and shit. He used to be like a smart motherfucker. So, like, one time... You say the, used to be. No, 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 not like that. He used to be on the books. <laughs> he started he smoking weed, the and he dumb. <laughs> he used to be on the books, <laughs> but, like, he used to be in the plays and shit. And I was in, and sound clubs. So I'd do little shit, like, fuck up his sound. But... We ended up getting cool because ninth grade year, French class, he was like, Oh, you make music? I'm like, Yeah, I make music. And ever since then, it's like, hey bro, you want to go to class today? No. <laughs> <laughs> we used to literally, we used to we recorded some of our first songs in, in them band practice rooms. Like I bring mm. my laptop to school. I had a DJ Hero mic at the time. This is this is late Aurora Linux, early Chloe Hotline days. So 2017, 2018. So I'm bringing my I'm bringing my Lenovo laptop and my DJ Hero mic to school, and we skip a class all seven bells just recording, and people in there is trying to like, "Hey, let me put a verse on that. Let me put a verse on that." But yeah, that's he's just he's just been he's just been here pretty much from like my whole like development, you know, because he saw me come up with the Chloe Hotline idea, the name, and all that, and he's been he's been making music for a minute too, but like just recently. He really started recording this shit. And I pretty much produce all his shit. Um, shout out to SME King, too. Shout out SME Draco. Them the homies, too. And I met them through Malik. So mm. Malik always just, especially, like, later, after high school and shit, he's always just been that guy. Like, this nigga, like, I ain't gonna put his business, like... Let's just say he's he's a man of the women. Let's just say he's the he's a man of the women. You know what I mean? Like, girls be sending him screenshots like, "Oh, you're on this song with Chloe." Like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, that's 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 really that's really my brother and his shit. His shit is just his shit is next level. Like, he's 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 a way more like he's a way more sharper lyricist than me. I'd say, like, the some of the shit that he be coming up with, like some of his unreleased shit that's gonna be out. Soon is just, like, crazy. Like, Malik, that's really that's really my guy. And I had to make sure I put, I had to make sure he was on the album. On the last track, um, Chloe's theme, I had to make sure he came over to the house one day. I was like, bro, you need to be on this album. He was like, fuck it. Record that shit. Just went on about our day. But Malik, he really, sometimes, he really put that battery in my back, like, during the start of the pandemic to really, like, get this shit going. He was like, fuck everybody else you really that bitch like go do that shit i'm like yes bro yes bro that's all i needed to hear and ever since then hey i've been having emotion you know what i mean even if it's a little bit you know what i mean
0: <laughs> you got a lot of emotion you gotta you doing a bunch of shows and shit i'll be seeing you yeah, tapped in do you yeah. and malik got um any projects coming out um well on, malik's, malik's first tape
1: well, take well, we have some old shit from 2017, but his first first tape. Um, that shit should be out sometime this year. I'm producing it all. But yeah, he's a licensed masseuse now, so you know it's kind of hard to catch up with bro. You know what I mean? So
0: that's a real money, so I can understand.
2: Hey, I'm telling you, Alp sent me a masseuse uh that had me inspired to take you know take take that course. I might be getting into uh, <laughs> that's
0: a freak bull masseuse.
2: Hey man, you know that's what kind of time I be on. So. <laughs> hey
0: Chloe, you ever seen that freak bull masseuse? Which one? <laughs> oh, he's <a> nigga, <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he a freak bull. I don't even think he be like massaging the women for real. He just be. Doing I think
2: freak... he be fucking him. like <laughs> that nigga do a ten minute session of like rubbing a booty. <laughs> and he just record that before
1: he start getting it in. That nigga probably wait, got only fans, bro. <laughs> is, that like, is that like the naked haircuts in Chicago?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and this is one. It's a lady in Jacksonville. We might be trying. We trying to get her on the ROP at night, but we just can't get the schedule right. She be doing like massages with her ass, and I'm like, you're not hitting any muscles. You're just putting your ass on the dudes. Like these freak bull massages, you probably still be tense after that. So Malik do real deal massages. It's clear. Yeah,
1: that. Yeah.
0: And if you in that <laughs> school, above the
1: board, <laughs> if, if you in that Cincinnati Northern Kentucky area, you know what I mean. Hit up Hand and Stone in Oakley. You know what I'm saying.
0: Highlight my boy Malik, man. So, salute, salute. so, Chloe, Let me ask you a question. Do you think you're a better artist or a better producer? Hey, honestly, damn, I really gotta think
1: about this shit i've been I've been making music longer than I've been <clears throat> producing but by like three years though I started rapping when I was six I started making beats when I was like nine so honestly I feel like it's equal I feel like it's equal it's one of them things where like my beats is hard but I could also go do beats on somebody else's project and that shit will be banging too like um my homegirl, censored dialogue she had an album that came out last year, Afro Pessimist. Like I did like, I did like half, I, I co-produced like half of the joints on that shit. Like that, that really felt like it was like the Kanye blueprint moment. Cause people was hearing my tag on, there. It was like, oh shit, what was this? And I'm getting exposure as a producer and shit. So yeah, but I feel like they both equal. I feel like they both equal at this point, but I definitely have my days where I just make a like, I just make like seven crazy beats, but I don't record no songs. And that's what's been kind of going on lately like after the album came out like I'm just trying to I'm really trying to get these beats off honestly
0: yeah the beats are hard. so uh Rick Ross told us who did the the mu ma- 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 mayback music who did the I? <laughs> I hate you Chloe tag uh
2: probably the hardest tag in the game too.
0: honestly
1: I don't even know who did it it came from, i look i look one oh, day, I looked, offline one day I googled, I Googled on on Google. Fuck you, Chloe. Click the first video that came up. YouTube the MP3 chopped the part that I wanted. Yeah, that's it's been that ever
0: since.
2: Oh, nah, that, shit, that shit hard as fuck. It's, all right it's up Chloe. there.
0: Yeah. It's up there with the uh Pierre Bourne. That's what I'm trying to make. I want it
1: to be as iconic as that shit, too, because I really want motherfuckers to hear that tag and be like, oh, it's like, I noticed you're finna be hard.
0: Yeah, it's up there. It's up there with the Pierre Bourne. I'm working on dying. mm. Those are some of my favorite tags.
1: And it's it's crazy because I've been hip to working on dying since like 2016. Like they used to do, like, they used to, they they had, they literally had their own genre called Tread, where it was like these fast, it was damn near like Detroit beats, but way more Mm. experimental and more bassy. And that shit kind of, that shit kind of like inspired my sound a little bit. So yeah, shout out to working on dying though. They've been doing this shit literally since I was in
0: seventh grade and they finally getting their praise. So absolutely. Yeah, I fuck with I fuck working on dying heavy. Yeah. All right, Joe, you got any more questions for Chloe?
2: Chloe, ideally speaking, I mean, where would you like to see the trans community in hip hop?
1: I would like, I would like to see more. I would like to see more artists like with, <clears throat> giving a push and giving highlighted because anytime you hear the words trans and rapper together, it's usually rapper caught with. You know what I mean? And that's such, yeah. and that sucks so bad that that shit like this shit is this shit is not friendly to us at all, especially black trans and like, white. nobody on this earth gives a fuck about us. You know what I mean? So <laughs> which is fucked up to say, but it's the truth. But. Yeah, like, that shit, I just want I just want more exposure, more of these artists highlighted. Because there's a lot of us in pop and dance and all these other genres and shit, but rap and R&B, too. Rap and R&B, too. This shit just needs to, like, it just needs, like, people need to just put their whatever they got aside of them and just focus on the talent. Because I feel like talent is what matters at the end of the day. I feel like, like, you shouldn't, like, it shouldn't matter if the person is gay or whatever if you want to if the song if they got talent and the song is hard you better do that motherfucking song well like it's gonna make you even look better you know like yeah but no. like it's but it's a lot of shit like sometimes when I see it I'm just I just roll my eyes and keep it going like anytime Boosie get on his get on his soapbox I'm like like, I know you made they dyking, but like,
0: come on, bro. Like,
1: come on, bro. Like, I'm just saying, like, just
0: he probably don't even remember he made that shit.
1: <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is give the dolls a chance, you know what I mean? Give the dolls a chance because we definitely come with heat,
0: you know what I'm saying?
1: Shout out to uh, shout out to Miss Boogie and Translist, shout out, uh, out of New York, shout out Backwash from Canada, shout out Censor Dialogue, my homegirl, my big sister out of texas uh shout out tip mouse from jersey i'm gonna do a show with tip mouse in new york actually july 2nd so yeah like it's like it's a whole big underground it's an underground community of a lot of us making rap r&b or whatever the fuck. And twitter is kind of what keeps us all locked in with each other like random group chats and shit or it's like oh you listen to this you listen to this artist then nine times out of ten you listen to this artist like If you go on my Spotify and see fans also like it's just the homies, like it's literally all my homegirls. Like, so
0: just get just get it give the doll some light, man. Give us some glow. You know what I mean? All right. You feel like the progress the fuck the word up. You feel like the progression is getting closer, or do you feel like you got a lot more work to do?
1: I feel like it's getting closer, but it's still a lot of ignorance. Like Mostly. yeah, I always
0: think it's getting closer than like you just hear like all right, the game's getting a little closer, then you just hear Gunner just say a bar. A literally, bar. like literally I was I was like, bro, I was like, this album is
1: so hard. I heard that line, I was like, I'm just yeah. a small shit, bro. Like on the on the last Chief Keefe album, like he had a bar, and I was just like, Bro, you're a legend. Why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to do this. Little Uzi Vert, literally everybody, every rapper. Probably has a bar pertaining to trans people in a derogatory way. Not every rapper, but most. Especially if they come from like a different background where they wouldn't be hip to all of that, you know?
0: Yeah, you expect somebody like Uzi though to be a little bit more like understanding, but like, I guess that's just a facade or whatever for the internet. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: They're not, these artists. No, man. These artists online, what they portray is not them. What I portray online is 100% me all the time, every single time, even if I'm tweeting something crazy. That's how I was feeling at the time.
2: See, I think a lot of these rappers have those kind of aspirations themselves and just try and hide it for the sake of masculinity.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, hip-hop is so – hip-hop, I feel like, it's always going to be male-dominated. So you kind of got to appeal – so like a lot of rappers have feel like they have to appeal to that like oh I'm told glicks ah. but yeah. you know
0: <laughs> what was episode one called follow your heart follow yeah. your heart explore your heart my g explore your heart mm-hmm. yeah maybe sometimes I'll be listening to some shit and then I hear like something like extremely like homophobic or whatever and I just be like bro we don't have to do that no more man and literally yeah. every every New York drill rapper has a these niggas is gay bar
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How
2: did you feel about Kendrick's approach?
1: Um, I feel like it could have been executed better, and that's why my album is better than his.
0: Mm, came out the same day.
1: Came out the same day. I'm not even doing a tenth amount of his numbers, but I feel like it's just it, it was just it was just it was kind of I get it, but it was just kind of it wasn't it wasn't done all the way the right way.
0: It was still, it was still a little tinge of ignorance on it. Like, One day we're gonna we're gonna have a dialogue about these new Kendrick numbers. Not today, though. We ain't gonna do that on your interview, but <laughs> probably on REOP. Hey. Shit, sure, but new yeah, Kendrick like numbers kind of scary. I don't know, sir.
1: Maybe hey, maybe you should have pushed the album back. shit. They know I was coming <laughs> out. Like everybody knew I was coming out on the 13th. And Shawty, who I was talking about before, the one who wouldn't get on the song, her album came out on the 12th. So I'm just like, what the fuck? And she announced her shit way later than mine. I'm just like, bro, everybody trying to step on my release date. Like, damn. But yeah, they did my that on shit, purpose. My shit's still going. I'm about to drop the DLC pack on the 31st. Uh, that's three new songs. Doll Life, the remix, Whip My Ricks, and a song I got called Ring. Almost fucking, almost flipped over my weed tray. But still,
0: yeah. <laughs> that would been tragic.
1: But yeah, still, it's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit coming up. But I wanted to talk about, before we go, one of my favorite, favorite songs from the album, QP. That song, that song is just, that song is what is what Chloe Hotline is. Like, that song explains what my life has been for the past year. Like, especially the part about Chicago and performing at, like, I performed at a two-day rave in Chicago man oh my that was just just listen to the song qp i talk about it somebody somebody stole my bottles it's all type of crazy shit. just just listen to the song qp yeah i
0: was listening to that i was like this definitely happened and when i heard the <laughs> beat i was like this sound like a, a jay futuristic beat hey
1: that's some old zaytoven shit that i replayed i replayed oh. it by hand so
0: you know oh seem- so you redid a zaytoven beat because when yeah, i listen so- to it i was like it sounded like some futuristic shit like white boy black boy swag type shit it's it's actually it's actually a
1: Gucci song, but I'm not gonna say the name of it. But um <clears throat> Yeah, like I replayed like I replayed it to avoid like getting clipped with like a sample or some shit. Like anytime I want that like Beethoven feel or whatever, I just see what type of sounds I need, listen to it by ear, and then just start <coughs> making it like that. But I could t- I could tell y'all off here what the sample is though.
0: Okay, man.
2: yeah. Real quick, let me ask this. Um who are some of your production inspirations or inspirations production wise let me ask you like that
1: um let me think definitely definitely, Kanye that's like since birth though Kanye Tyler been a huge Tyler fan since I was in elementary school like I used to be in I was one of them weird kids I was writing in the books with the 666 <laughs> six, six, you know what I mean but that's <laughs> that's a different story but um you know, all praise be. You know, scared the hell out of. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, yeah, Kanye, Tyler, um, the Neptunes, the Neptunes, not Pharrell, not that new solo shit. No,
0: the Neptunes. Um, clear that up, Chad Hugo. Yeah, Chad Pharrell, Hugo,
1: Chad not Hugo, that, and Pharrell. Not that shit, Pharrell, doing now. Um, who else? Zaytoven, Zaytoven, definitely. That's why I can't wait. That's why I can't wait until um, the Doll Life remix gets put on streaming. That's some shit. Oh, I'm just popping my shit on that song, like. But all that shit came from like Zayton. Like I definitely used to watch his cook up videos, um, the Metro Boomin cook up, the Lex Luger cook up videos when I was really young. Um, definitely like, Mexico Dro like the whole plug shit. Plug definitely. I would, yeah, because I was definitely on SoundCloud 2016, 2017. Plug beats, that's, that's, there's a history to it. There's a lot of history to that shit. And you got to make sure you do it right, you know? But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all my my production inspiration and myself. (laughs) Good inspiration. But nah, that is, that is some dope inspirations for sure. Yeah. I try to. I try
0: to just. I try to be inspired
1: <clears throat> by people, but not copy directly. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I try to. It's because sometimes you gotta look at other people's shit just to kickstart your brain, and not necessarily copy off them. But some people, they see people's Man, shit and be like, "I'm I'm copying all your shit." Hey, hey, One they didn't do the that to you. They didn't do that to y'all a couple of times. One oh, yeah, not a couple, of they do it a, What'd you mm-hmm. say, Joe?
2: One of the greatest quotes I heard was uh good artists steal or good artists um create great artists steal.
1: That's so bullshit. I feel how, like that's bullshit. Hear, hear
2: me out, hear me out, hear me out. How I interpret that is through interpolation. Interpolation rather. Um so Kodak got a record that sounds uh exactly like hot nigga, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: when you see me, I will be toting on that Glock. Uh, every time you see me, I be whatever. The, however the shit go, but um, it sounds just like Hot Nigga, right? Yeah. I feel like he heard that record and was like, "Okay, I can do something in this in this melody." Still make it my own, of course. You know what I mean? But I'll do something that has a more memorable feel. So I feel like when they say great artists still it's through inspiration it's through okay i see you've laid a a a a format like kanye with soul beats
1: yeah but
2: i feel like foundation now i can i can take this and flip it my own way now
1: yeah but i feel like it's a lot of them quotes though like Motherfuckers need to clarify what they mean because, like, yeah. it's a, a, lot of, a lot of people who truthfully think great artists steal. Like, a lot of people think that yeah, great artists yeah. steal. And a lot of these artists be stealing. A lot of these graphic designers be stealing. A lot of these clothing designers be stealing. And I do all three. So, mm-hmm. that just makes my shit easier to take. But, yeah. yeah, interpolation, like Ample's talking about earlier, 1-800-CHLOE, made it more memorable. Yeah. Turned into a pop song. Right. Right.
2: Yeah so also I Joe
0: Yeah, Joe, what you were saying, the Kodak shit. So I to have a dialogue with Kodak also, cause you just mentioned that the no how he had a song that sounded like a hot uh hot nigga. His uh-huh. biggest song, no flocking, well, might may not be his biggest song, oh, world, yeah. but like No Flocking. He, he comp yeah, it inspired some people, but he ripped that whole flow from Pee-Wee Longway.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and nobody—not so, that many people talk about it—but like he completely just took that nigga whole flow.
2: He stole my whole flow. <laughs> I feel like that's that, that's 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 what we get when when great artists steal. In the sense, yes, that Drake is a good example of it. You know,
0: oh Hotline Bling. Some we took drum Hotline Bling when he took drum shit. Mm.
2: That. You could use the shit with Quentin Miller. You could use how he exploits his writers. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. And I would say in this regard, there's no one right now that can do what Drake is doing. There's no one that could deliver any of these songs the way that Drake is.
1: I'm not, I don't I don't know. Oh no. Hey man, I I feel like the
2: numbers, the numbers show it, the turnout shows it. You know what I mean? Like Drake overall is not one of the coolest niggas in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like when you look down the line, whether it be today or throughout history, you know what I'm saying? We're but, not talking money, we're talking influence. You know what I'm but saying? But I feel
1: I feel like it's that way because Drake, these past couple, he's been kind of predictable, <laughs> you know? Like I feel like like, you're not finna hear no extra experimental shit from Drake. You know what the fuck you get from Drake. So right, I feel like right. that fact is At into this point, team. he found the formula. Right. So, yeah.
2: But again, that's where I say what he does to a. If Drake were to steal your song, you you almost have to be thankful.
1: Hey, if Drake, hey, if Drake steal my song, hey. <laughs> if Drake steal my song. He's gonna be Quentin Miller. I'm, def- I'm definitely gonna... your,
2: the rest of your career trying to fight for it, huh?
1: Look, if Drake stole my song, I'm gonna make sure it get worked out behind the scenes. So I have to speak up. <laughs> make sure I get Straight a big up.
0: percentage. I feel like when he stole drum shit, that got, that made drum pop more. Cause like he blatantly stole shit.
2: I don't know though because I feel like drum fizzled out when he changed his name um, recently.
0: Yeah, recently I'm talking about like I'm, talking about, year like, I'm talking about when the song was first. 'Cause he had he had the broccoli, that was a major hit. But that was broccoli that.
2: was gonna be a hit regardless though. I feel like broccoli had the energy. And at that time he was doing major features. I feel like there was a lot of work in place for drum to get the, the relevance he had. Um the hotline blame might have helped it, but I don't think the casual listener, like the the even the casual hip hop fan was 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 looking at it to even talk about drum shit.
1: What? Oh w- wait, 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 wait. Where were you in 2015? Cuz we was I was in nigga, we was at the lunch table talking about this song sound like this song just sound just like cha-cha. Like we was at breakfast eating graham crackers and milk talking about that shit.
0: I remember when the song yeah, dropped. I mean, I, I do. I remember when the song dropped on OVL radio when it used to be on Apple Music and he premiered Hotline Bling. And literally the whole time we're like, "Damn, he stole cha cha." Everybody yeah, so was saying I, that. I had shit. a
2: homie that called me about it, and that's how I that's how I found out about drum. Actually, but I feel like I feel like that shit that conversation <clears throat> only lasted so long. That 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 hotline bling was just too overpowering.
0: Yeah, that just was a monster song. That was just it. Because when I heard it, I love cha cha, but then like when hotline bling was keep kept going, I was like, "Man, this shit kind of undeniable."
2: like dog hotline bling is crazy realistically it's crazy that's a great produced record you know what i'm saying from the production to the writing to the delivery hotline bling is what you would like deem from the instant you hear it a fucking hit you know what i'm and saying then when like he yo dro- we got and, one
0: and then when he dropped that video the casket closed they're like all right this nigga just embracing that he corny
2: yeah 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 true indeed dancing and in the sweater he, and shit he, Man, them big ass boots. They they went crazy <laughs> with them means. That nigga was walking all across Mars and shit with them boots.
1: <laughs> yeah, that shit was that was a crazy time. Around that time, like, again, like that's
2: what. But
1: but well, around that time, like I had only like heard Hotline Bling on the radio because that's when I really started getting into like I'm only listening to internet shit. I'm listening to key i'm listening to 21 i i'm listening to McConan fuck all the other shit that was my phase during that time so the only time i heard that shit was on the radio like i've never took the time to listen to hotline bling by myself and that's not even a slight to drake even though i'm better than him
0: but
2: i don't think many people did you didn't have to that record was like i say it was everywhere
0: yeah that's the one song you just like heard like i don't think i ever played it like on the album
2: Right, uh, you could yeah, be ain't... walking down the street and Hotline Bling would play. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it was a it was that was that dope song.
0: It's a hey. dope song, but I wasn't sliding in the car, all four windows down, playing Hotline Bling.
2: Hey, literally, first, no, I ain't them niggas from The Wire.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, first, first time I took a girl on a date to a roller rink, they was playing Hotline Bling.
2: That's 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 that's
0: funny. Hotline bling. <laughs> This one was crazy. But anyway, that's enough. That's not talking about we're talking about chloe so chloe we appreciate you we appreciate the amazing music you're making we i appreciate, appreciate the uh,
1: soldier rag hey look that's what i'm bringing back to big chloe bringing back the soldier rag but you could only wear it if you a solid person so if anybody Man, what if any if anybody that's lame try to steal it then i'm gonna call you out on that shit you know I, mean? I
2: ain't gonna lie. I was thinking about bringing back soldieries. This summer, I made a post that uh I was finna buy some for nefarious activities. But um, <laughs> I'm thinking about I'm thinking about getting the uh soldieries for sure. A pair of black dickies to go with it, man. And I'm in the game.
0: <laughs> two for fifty five dollars. Mm.
2: I need the flaps to fall though. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I need them four flaps flailing. Like I can't even lace them up when I'm I lazy. come. I mean, as soon as I get them, I gotta break that that leather down. You know what I mean? Mm-mm.
0: You gotta got stand on the other strap. Yeah, the that shit gotta be leaning. Fall the other way. Oh nah,
2: that's the only way to wear the soldieries, dog. The bitches <laughs> got a little funky on your feet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got to put them on your feet and just run as fast as you can. For, <laughs> for real, minutes. like
2: nigga doing uh, suicides in the hallway <laughs> of his apartment and shit.
1: Hey, <laughs> Climb a fence in the mood.
2: Hey, you got to do all of that, man. As soon as you buy your soldieries, you know, it's like a few shoes. You got a few things you got to do when you get them. <laughs> Break them in. It's like yeah, a old, uh, 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 glove, you know what I mean? Like a baseball glove.
0: Yeah, I ain't never seen no clean soldieries now that I think about it.
2: Fuck well, no, that's what made them clean, nigga. It was like, yo, you, you ain't dirty them up yet. Them bitches ain't even hard, bro. Right. <laughs> hey.
1: In my day, the kids that wore the soldieries, they was
0: an the ISS. <laughs> yeah.
2: Everybody I knew that so, that wore the soldieries was selling dope. So <laughs> yeah, they wasn't
0: even going to class. They used to be, you just see them in the morning to sell their shit. As soon as yep. that bell rang, they were <laughs> out of there.
2: Shit, in Pensacola, the neighborhood dope man. He uh like the one of the younger ones, you know what I'm saying? He was my uh brother friend. That nigga came to the crib one day, mouth full of gold. That nigga had the reads and the two-way pages. I was like, oh, this my inspiration.
1: I'm trying to get <laughs> through the streets. <laughs> Shit, I'm trying I'm to be
0: the remake
2: the, uh, the biggest plug in Pensacola at the time, you know what I'm saying? While he while he was free sure
0: chloe you need to do a show in pensacola yeah i'm lady.
1: trying to i'm trying to get down to the south for real to do some shows like i'm Turn really trying to i'm really trying to get down there i got somebody i got a homie in pensacola i, I might actually could have a show in pensacola Man, right
0: there. <laughs> hey.
2: With you
1: out there. hey but speaking of live shows yeah um June, June 24th in Chicago, the water ball. I'm performing at the grand opening of a hotel owned by Man. a black trans woman. So you know what I'm saying, get you that's tickets. fire.
2: For yep. real. Yep. Man, market the hell out of that.
1: So you know what I'm saying? Get y'all tickets for the water ball. Shit. June, June. I mean <laughs> July 2nd, New York, Tip Mouse Clubhouse. I'm out there. I might I might tap in with the bro Sachi, You know what I mean? I might have to I might have to tap in with them. You know what I mean? So yeah. A lot of other <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other shit coming up. Show in DC real soon. I'm coming to DC real soon. But yeah, Chocolate City shit. Cincinnati show. I don't know when because motherfuck- motherfuckers be real like clicked up out here, and they don't really. You know, I'm I'm a part of the younger generation in the city, so I'm really not as tapped in. Mm. So hey, it, it'll happen when it happens, and when it happens, I'm gonna turn that bitch out.
0: Alright, Chloe. You did a good job promoting them shows because i are gonna promote the rest of your shit. Ken folk, all that. Social media is all that stuff. Ken folk, the album out now. DLC
1: pack on the 31st. Uh Counterfeit Industries Volume 7. Uh drop, clothing drop on the 27th. Digital lookbook the following week. Um shit. I got a lot of shit going. The video for QP is coming real soon. A video for Porcelain is coming real soon, and a video for One Eight Hundred Chloe is getting is is coming real soon. I gotta hit up I gotta hit up the three D graphic artist about that one. I'm going crazy. I'm going to space. Fuck it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chloe hotline on the moon.
1: <laughs> hey, literally, like I had a video for my song called Walked In. Like I literally like like I uh, green screened myself into Mars and shit. But, Damn,
2: hey, you know there was a doorway on uh on the moon. NASA posted that bit. You know what I'm saying? You should just walk in that shit. You know what I mean? Hey,
1: they gotta let Big Cody <laughs> nah, come through. This. <laughs> they gotta let Big Cody come through. You know what hey, I mean?
2: Hey man, it's a big ass door on the moon, dog. do getting hit You walk
0: what? I gotta, gotta up. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Gotta look
2: this up. You going walk? You
1: gonna walk in that bitch and not come back?
2: <laughs> For real, bro? You walk into a new galaxy, bro. We hey, break what, your what you? Door. Do?
1: What you think happened to the monkeys that got sent to space?
2: Damn, I ain't even know about that. Them bitches gone. Well,
0: they rolled the monkeys up. For sure.
2: <laughs> smoking a monkey pack is crazy. <laughs>
0: no, it's, a, our, it's uh, a Martian right now smoking smoking a monkey pack. Hey, <laughs>
1: speaking of speaking of monkeys, I can say this because I don't work at the Cincinnati Zoo no more. Rest in peace, Harambe, man. They did my boy bad. But when I worked there, I had to sign a non disclosure agreement. I oh
2: damn!
0: You. That was at that was at, uh, that uh, yeah, that was that
2: Cincinnati Zoo. Damn, yeah. bro, Hey,
1: man. They did they did a whole rebrand. They got a hippo as the mascot now.
2: You got to <laughs> fuck with Harambe before he was gone, bro. Man, damn, bro. RIP Harambe, bro. He see that little white boy. That's what he get though.
1: It was man. a black kid. It
2: was a black kid. <laughs> yeah, it was a black kid. Oh damn! I know
1: that kid's cousin. Which is the funny thing. Damn. damn,
2: that's crazy, man. Harambe was a real nigga.
1: That's he how, really was. Damn. He was he didn't do not wrong.
2: Man, fuck no.
1: And that's honestly, piggyback off that. Cincinnati, you go meet some of the realest, most genuine, most humble people, hardworking people in the world. Everybody, when they think about Ohio, they think about Cleveland, they think about Columbus. We kinda like the underdog city because we more we're more south, we're closer to Kentucky than anything. But shit, Cincinnati, man, it's really a beautiful city,
2: like I got oh, some really? fam in Cincinnati, man. I need to come up that way, but I ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't making that
1: trip. Yeah, from y'all, that shit like 10 hours. It's a 10 hour drive.
2: Oh, nigga, I'm with a drive now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> shit, me and I done drove 17 hours by, like three, four times. So. <laughs> <laughs> and RAOP coming soon, you know. <laughs>
1: Live show hey. in Cincinnati? Oh, shit, hey.
2: hey. It's people in Cincinnati.
0: Joe, come on, bro. Right, come bad. on, bro. Now, now see what people slant keep, keep Pensacola.
1: Them keep <laughs> them jokes for Cleveland.
2: Oh, Cleveland ain't got shit. Now nah, I seen Cleveland.
1: <laughs> I, I, got, I, got love. I got love for Cleveland, though. I got love for Cleveland, though. Nigga
2: did uh a little drive-by video shoot, you know what I'm saying, just showing what Cleveland looked like. It looked like the damn property was trying to leave Cleveland.
0: I remember Honestly. when I remember when Hype did a video in Cleveland. He did a song with like crazy bones and some Bone, shit. Like, yeah. All he seen was like warehouses and shit. That's yeah bro. That's another thing about
1: Those out here. It was too, all man.
2: closed down.
1: That's another thing too. Is like it's weird out here. Like there will be factories and residential areas. Like <laughs> it's fat. It's like it's a factory right next to one of my homies' houses.
2: But that's what that's what uh, that's what Cleveland is built off of, right? Industrial.
1: Well, back in the day, Ohio in general was built off of industrial, and that's why a lot of people from the south came up later on the drug yeah. trade, but that's a totally different story. But yeah, like my grandma and them, all of them came here because they had like general motors and shit.
0: And yeah.
2: that's how I got here. <laughs> I feel like my people
1: that, makes sense, right, but man, that's, fuck
0: that we in the south. That makes sense, <laughs> but that shit sound kind of dangerous, like health-wise.
1: Eh, it was the fifties, bro. Motherfuckers was smoking cigarettes while they was pregnant. Yeah, everybody had uh, asbestos. They was house. drinking
0: like a motherfucker while they was pregnant.
1: But nah, um, before I go, shout out to Detroit, shout out to Michigan. That's my second home. I got a hella family out there. A lot of love, a lot of love for Michigan. Yes,
0: indeed. Yeah, free Rio. Free Rio, most definitely. All right, Chloe. Once again, we appreciate you. It's been another episode. R E O P. I had a lot of fun. We're gonna have to get Chloe back on in the future when uh, Chloe sure. drop another project or something. Um shout out to everybody on the youtube youtube.com slash Ario podcast sign up for the patreon chloe you got a patreon too sign up for chloe's and I'm, patreon
1: and i'm starting to i'm starting to bring that shit. i'm about to have oh, i'm about to flood that shit with content literally y'all about to get so much songs i'm about to dump my hard drive on y'all fuck y'all better get so yeah, much girl. demos all that shit shit that didn't make the album is going on the patreon so you can sign up for a five dollar tier, you know, hear an unreleased song, or you can sign up for the ten dollar tier, and get, maybe maybe even get a beat breakdown or a tutorial. I got a lot of them. Sh- I got like ten beat breakdowns in the chamber. I'm ready to upload.
0: Yeah, so y'all go ahead and tap in in that. Joe, you got anything you need to plug? Man, plug
2: with the rug. Y'all already know. Follow your boy. Uh, if you need a if you need a rug, holler at me for your customs. Outside <clears> of that, man, tap in with the podcast. That's
0: it. Yeah, man. With all that said, we out.